The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the militant moderate, the fabulous Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Hello, Summer. And what are we talking about today? Well, we're going through a whole bunch, but I just had someone tweet me um, about a Disney star, Orlando Brown, arrested in his underwear by bounty hunters. Okay. Uh, who is that? I have no idea who that is. Neither do I, but apparently it's a thing. Okay. It said Orlando Brown. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking Orlando Bloom. I'm like, why would he be arrested? We just went, I'm, t- I'm like, we've been talking to him about doing a role in a new TV show. He better not be arrested, but it was Orlando Brown. Like, I, I don't know this person. Yeah, no, I got nothing either. So, uh, let's see. Okay, I'm seeing pictures of him here. Ex-Disney star arrested in his underwear. Uh, I guess he was on That's So Raven, I guess. I don't know. You got me. No idea. Oh, and mm-hmm. I do want to say, uh, I did want to say, so Will Farrell just got into um, a car accident. Uh-oh. You all right? Uh, he's, he was in the hospital. Uh, he was in, an, in a, a limousine with a few other people and was, dri- and was re- driven off the road. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, out of a hospital after an SUV flips in a California freeway crash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what's going on there. It's been really, it's it's really been very very odd. Um, I'm excited for today's show though because it's Friday the 13th. We are going to have on R. A. Mahaloff, Leatherface himself, who I like. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fabulous person. Um, yeah, he was Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three. Mm-hmm. And I just like him because he's nice. Like <laughs> I'm easy. He's yeah, luckily nice. he's a luckily he's a he's a sweet guy. So you know, yes, he's a big guy. He doesn't quite look that part, but you know, no, he does not. He does not. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have people writing in. I know we had some topics we were going to touch on, but the one that I keep getting uh, tweeted about is Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are together after he cheated on her right before she gave birth to a baby. Okay, uh, it's a Kardashian thing, so I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. Yeah, I don't care. That was my response. I was like, mm. why? Okay, this is a, like, this is an entertainment show, so I'd like to talk about things that are entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also about people in the entertainment sphere, so I'd mm-hmm. like to talk about people in the entertainment sphere, and that does not include the Kardashians. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on then. All right. But, what else are we doing? <laughs> uh, a lot of stars are jumping ship off of Facebook now. Uh, did anyone catch that thing with Mark Zuckerberg in the booster seat talking to Congress? Yeah, and he's uh, what I learned from. I watched as much of that as I could stomach. Uh, I watched because, the whole thing. I wanted to yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he is so lifelike. Uh, I know it's the best anatomaton of is is it's like almost he's almost human. It's like mm-hmm. that software that we look at. We use it. I know we use it in the film industry for those that don't know. It's kind of like a motion capture software where you try and make look something look human, but it's just off. There's something in your brain that registers this isn't right. Yeah, think James Franco. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So just not right. Uh, that that was exactly what he looked like to me. I'm like, what? Who? What? Who's? Yeah. Who's I, is th- this is a thing. And you had like, I I, I watched like they, our elected representatives just talk about. Have any of them actually? I was waiting for one of our our, our uh, Congress people to ask him. You know, is there any way you can get the blinking twelve off my VCR? 
you know that's so what i i I was in the same mental space i get it paul like has have any of you used facebook it's a series of tubes i mean i'm oh good god it's just really is this this is this is a thing yeah 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 and we we kind of knew that that's what facebook was doing is anybody really surprised by any of this i don't think anyone's surprised i think we're just at a point that they shouldn't now I, I'm going to say this and this is a very unpopular view, but if you don't want that pay for pay for a, a, a private private group, there's one um, social media thing that people in entertainment use. Um, I use it. It's private, but it's like 12 bucks a month. But for that 12 whole dollars, if people would have just fucking paid $12 for Facebook, yes, I have one strike. That means I swore once. We are keeping track. That is 25 cents. Um, Write in with your suggestions on what charity we're going to be sending the money to. (laughs) Erica will be matching me every time I say something terrible. Um, So reiterating that, it it would have cost $12. Right. A month to keep this private and to not uh, have to sell off this stuff for the value, but no one would have paid it, so it wouldn't have gotten as big as it is. Yeah, and I don't know how good their their stuff is because I there I found out a way. Apparently, uh, you can find out what Facebook thinks your political leanings are. Oh, you can definitely find that out. Yeah, I did, and apparently my my account thinks I'm a liberal. Mine thinks I'm a Republican. <laughs> like, um, it also how it is also happening <laughs> I don't know this software but it's not very good mm-hmm. it also thinks I like shopping at Walmart mm. um, and I like uh, drug ads now I have to tell you the reason I watch like when, when I go through and it gives me options to click on ads the most popular ads are the ones I click on because I then call them for product placement. So I understand why it thinks what it thinks about me. Because mm. I'm like, oh, this is huge, or this company's new, or this tech company is coming up. I need to call them for placement. But yeah, you're, so you're saying you're a liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you, 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 know, you have some interesting leanings. I do. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I thought I was, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, too many, too many Tulsi Gabbard posts, I guess. But you know, I'm, I'm not no, going to stop. Not see, you, I'm not going to. You would be an Australian conservative. Uh, okay. You don't think the Earth's six thousand years old, right? In Australia, if you did, um, you you would be put in a mental institution, mm. um, not into not into Parliament. Um, uh, you have. There's a difference I, in Australia. Yes, if okay, you think the Earth's six thousand years old, <laughs> yeah. If you think the Earth's six thousand years old, you're going to a mental institution, not into government. Um, mm. You're you're reasonable. You're rational. You are not the stereotypical politician of any sort of imagination. Yeah, I know. America is so <laughs> funny when it comes to these views. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm back home. I'm, you know, back home I'm liberal. Mm-hmm. Here I tend to be a little more conservative, which is funny. Um, but back home I'm, I'm left of Lenin, yeah. and I don't understand it. It was, you know, I, the um, the world already sees America as a bunch of gun-toting eagle fuckers. So. That, by the way, that's two. Yes, I know for things <laughs> on my phone, but I have to make, but just hear me out. We only have like 30 seconds left, so hear me out. The, the world already sees America as a bunch of gun toting eagle fuckers. That's three. But I, I see the benefit and I see the drawbacks. There are a lot of people in this country I don't think should have firearms. Paul, you're not one of them. You should be allowed <laughs> to have as many as you want. Um, there are people in this, you know, I, I do believe, I believe in, in abortion for anyone, but I understand there should be some restriction. We now have people running saying, even if it kills the mother, she shouldn't be able to get it. Mm. So the, the levels of extremism here 
are bizarre. But 30 years ago, you had conservatives that believed in abortion. You had liberals that believed in um, open carry. Now we've kind of splintered off and there's no crossover. But there's a great thing you guys can watch. It's by um, Adam Conover. He does a show called Adam Explains It All. And he talks about politics. And one of the things he says is a long time ago, everyone was more like Paul which meant they had views that, that splintered into both groups. Mm. And who you voted for wasn't on party lines, it's whose beliefs ran more in line with yours. Even if um, Ronald Reagan ran for president, he would not get California today. But he did in the 80s. And uh, uh. Well, he was also the governor of California, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. so was the governor. But mm-hmm. he, wouldn't, he, he wouldn't have gotten the White House. And a lot of his views, Nancy Reagan was pro-choice. There are a lot of views, but they were terrible on the AIDS thing. Like, every, there's good and bad, and people really have to chill the fuck out. Because once you splinter completely apart like this, I know we've gotten back into this, but it's your fault for texting me, people. Stop it. Um, once, once you splinter completely apart like this... No, no one's going to get anywhere. The machine grinds to a halt because you have one group that's just going to flip the work of the other group every four years. That's it. It's just going to be flip forward, flip back, flip forward, flip back, and we're never going to go any further than we are today. So please, everyone, chill the fuck out. That's four. Yeah, it'd be nice, but, you know, no, that's just not how it's going to work these days. But I'm trying, Paul. <laughs> I, we're, I'm trying too, you know. <laughs> It's like, but people just don't like to hear that they're, you know, they expect you to act in a certain way. And if you're, and they'll attack you instead of attacking your point, you know, it's just like, I do it. Ah. But no, 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 no. It's the internet. It's, it's where we can tell pe- other people that we don't really know that they're wrong. It is the only form of bullying that we are now allowed. Like the guy from Karate Kid, if he existed today, uh. could not behave the way he did. That wouldn't be cool. We'd all be on the side of, like, get the bully. But you can bully people on the internet and get away with it. It's just, it's bizarre. We've moved into Lula, to La La Land. To a certain extent. I think people put a little too much weight in stuff that's said online, you know? People kill themselves over it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad the social media wasn't around when I was in freaking high school. I mean, my God. I'm glad it wasn't around when I was 21. I'm just thinking back to topless on a table. All right, guys, when we come back, we will be on with Dr. Russ. I was supposed to get off a few sec- a few minutes ago, but Paul and I kept chatting, Ooh. talking about all things healthy. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back 
Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And apparently I said five cuss words. Alexis texted me. She counted. Um, so I, I owe more than I thought I did. <laughs> guys, I'd like to welcome to the show your favorite doctor and mine. I know we're running a little behind today, but I swear we'll catch up. Um, the incredible Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Hi, Summer. Hi, Paul. Hello. So we have, a bunch of, we have a bunch of interesting questions for you today. One oh. of the, uh, I, I know we were having some grumbles because people were having trouble getting through things and buying things. And I got to chat with you about that um, and see hmm. if we can just like directly, directly sell off Twitter at this point. Um, our first question this is funny and I like this name. It's an Austin Powers reference. Good job. It's uh, from Fat Bastard in Dublin, Ireland. And it's, I'm fat because I eat. I eat because I'm depressed. I'm depressed because I'm fat. How do I stop the cycle? Well, that sure sounds like a vicious cycle. Uh, if you are an emotional eater, uh, then I would say you have what we call a dual diagnosis. Uh, you can diet and exercise all you want, but unless you tackle the depression, you'll have, a, you'll have difficulty eating uh, in a healthy way. Uh, there are medications such as Wellbutrin or Bupropion um, that are particularly good in uh, your situations, in your situation that you can obtain through, through a doctor. And uh, it's... Uh, a medication that originated in the field of addiction but has been found to have value for folks like yourself that want to take take off weight. Now, there may be other aspects to your weight, your weight gain that uh, your doctor would have to look into, but uh, Wellbutrin might, might be something uh, for you to consider. Vice. Our next question comes from Sunny Side Up in Fort Worth, Texas. And the question is, I'm overweight, a lacto-oval-vegetarian. I feel you there, lady. Um, I hope it's a lady. I don't know if these are women or men anymore. Um, my diet consists of lots of fruits, veggies, eggs, cheeses, and milk. I eat really healthy and hardly ever eat bread, yet I, constant, yet I consistently retain over 50 pounds additional. What's going wrong? This is Sunnyside well, Up with Texas. Um, uh, Sunnyside Up, you say you eat really healthy. From, from what you're describing, uh, I would say you are not. I'm referring to the dairy products you're, you're consuming. Um, that is the cheese, milk, and including yogurt uh, that you're eating. I might mention at this point that we're the, as humans, are the only species uh, that as adults consume milk on a regular basis and the only species that normally drinks milk of another species. Uh, there's a, just a tremendous mismatch there. Uh, I might mention as well that people think that non-fat milk is the answer, but Actually, the property of the whiteness of the milk is due to the presence of lactose, which is milk sugar. Try eliminating dairy products, and you should shed that 50 pounds. Very, very good advice. Our next question is from If I Was Green, I Would Die, which uh, I'm guessing is a reference to the song I'm Blue, Bada Bida Bada, from Santa Clarita, California. Um, I love the Santa Clarita Diet. Great film. Um, great TV show, I should say. Depression runs in my family, and it's and it is concerning. As lately, I've been feeling rather blue. My understanding of depression is uh, my understand to my understanding, depression is hereditary. If that is the case, is there a way to beat genetics? I cannot get my life together, and I'm destroying it. Help me. Hmm. Well, please don't dismay. Uh if your genetic patrimony includes depression, well, you can't choose your parents, and you can certainly get to, uh, treatment for your depression. 
in the form of medication, cognitive behavioral therapy, and holistic treatments such as transcranial magnetic stimulation. You need to see your doctor uh, for this kind of help. So, uh, but don't dismay. It's uh, it's certainly a treatable condition. You just have to search out the proper treatment. I think these are some of the best questions we've had in a really long time. Like yeah, these, it's hard these to the choose a favorite. Definitely the least weird we've had in a long time. Yes, so. I, I was really impressed this week. I didn't have to go through a sea of penises to get this question. I didn't have to go through photos. Like People are going with the funny names. Stick with that. I like that. Let's do that. Because these were really good questions, I think, that will help a lot of people. Um, Dr. Russ, which was your favorite question? Well, I think the first one, the fat bastard, because it, uh, it's interesting when... Uh, Process addictions, uh, gambling, porn, uh, overeating uh, intersect with uh, obesity. And uh, this is a particular, uh, uh, particularly interesting uh, topic to me. So uh, I, I'd give it to Fat Bastard as the that's question. All right. <laughs> Number so one. Fat, so fat Bastard, courtesy of Dr. Russ, you'll be getting your copy of the Palm Springs Diet. For everyone else, you can get it from authorhouse.com, amazon.com, walmart.com. The Palm Springs Diet is everywhere. Um, for those of you that have wanted to get the new Palm Springs Diet, I know there was some, there's some, there's some issues getting to that page. I put up a link and, and the buying option um, – isn't quite working. We will get everything sorted and you should be able to get that just fine, but we'll put up a link so you can order on, um, Twitter and Facebook. At least we'll do something like that for now. Uh, Dr. Russ, thank you so, so much for being on. Yes. Thank you, Summer. Thank you for, uh, your presence as well, Paul. And, uh, we, uh, we now have made, uh, the book and the New Palm Springs Diet, the uh, sublingual spray available both at uh, the website, the New Palm Springs Diet. So it, it can just be your uh, one shop, one stop shopping uh, place. <laughs> I like that. So I'm going to put up a link. Don't Google it because you'll yell at me when you Google it, and I'm not doing that today. Um, I've already put like I've, I've already got like a few bucks in the swear jar today. I don't need that. So nobody yell at me. I'll put up a link. Dr. Russ, thank you very much. And by the way, I love the name Sunny Side Up. So Sunny Side Up, um, <laughs> courtesy of uh, 24 we're gonna we're gonna send you 24 hour lipstick. It's phenomenal, really, really phenomenal stuff. Stays on. And if I'm assuming you're a girl and you're not, I'm really sorry. Give it to your wife, give it to your girlfriend. Um, but it's 24 hour lipstick. It lasts beautifully. It works on red carpets, just because you had my favorite name today. Um, Dr. Russ, thank you for so much for being on the show. Thank you, Summer. Appreciate it. Hey. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be on with Leatherface himself, R.A. Mihailov, uh, talking about all things horror this wonderful Friday the 13th. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with host of The Militant Moderate, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolan, and of course, your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm going to introduce one of my favorite people, We've had him on the show before. He's always a wonderful laugh and a very, very bright person. Um, R.A. Mihailov. He is an American film and television actor, a a former professional wrestler who's best known for portraying Leatherface in the film Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Um, He is somebody that a lot of when we told him, you guys, he was coming on, I had Joel writing in telling me he gave you nightmares, so he did his job well. Mm. He began his career in 1980 with a role in a science fiction film, uh, the Leith of Heaven. He's appeared in TV series like Full House, Highway to Heaven, in films like License to Drive. Um, he's predominantly horror films. He's been in dozens of scary movies. He's a great villain. He's starred in Hatchet 2. He's, I mean, th- there's a whole lot here, so I'm going to skip because I've got a long bio. He has been in Hollywood forever. In his free time, he's been ghost hunting with a group called the Hollywood Ghost Hunters. Um, I'm going to invite him on and we're going to go through this so we don't miss too much time because I ha- now have my uh, Twitter going nuts asking questions. G'day, R.A., welcome. I'm sorry we didn't get through your bio, but everyone is now going nuts on Twitter. Uh, hi, Summer Helene. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. And we, of course, are on with my co-host, Paul Michael Bowl, and he has some interesting stories about you, but he doesn't want to tell them uh, on air until he gets your permission during the break. <laughs> so during the break, we're going to have to ask. Yeah, yeah don't, uh, don't, don't, don't tell that one about the, the, the twofer. Oh ah, you'd be very surprised, so hold on. <laughs> that, um, no, that one, that, that one has to be uh, laid to rest. Okay, yep, yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, that wasn't what I was going for, but okay. <laughs> That wasn't where he was. Okay. Now, you've been in entertainment forever. Um, when we announced that you were going to be on the show, everyone was really excited because you are the product of their nightmares. Um, usually a different reaction than people have to something that terrifies them, but you really terrified a generation, and people love you for it. How did you pull that off? How did you manage to scare the hell out of everyone and still make them love you? Well, you know, I was very fortunate to play one of the uh, icons of horror, as you uh, noted, Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, you have to separate your acting from your real life. It's two completely different things. Uh, you know, I'm a, I think, I don't know, I'm a halfway decent guy in real life, you know. Well, yes, I've heard that. Everyone knows you're a nice guy. You're actually quoted a lot of the time, um, especially at the horror cons and the comic cons and all of the events, as just being one of the nicest guys around, um, which is definitely a little bit contrary to the characters you tend to play. A little bit. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. What drew you into horror? Why horror? Because you, you're a very strong actor. You really could have gone with any range. Well, you know, when you first start your career, uh, you don't have any control. Actually, well into your career, uh, sometimes you don't have any control. Uh, It's your business. You take what is offered to you. Uh, It just so happened that I was a lifelong horror fan, so 
to get my first starring role in a horror movie, to me, that was just absolutely the best thing that could ever happen. I could see that. What is your favorite film you've ever done? I have to ask. I cannot, I, you know, it's like children. You cannot name, uh, you know, you can't say which one is your favorite because everyone, ha- you know, has a, you love them for a different reason. I can tell you probably my top three. I'd love that. Well, of course, leather, the aforementioned Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, uh, it was my first starring role. It was everything that I'd ever wanted in life. That's why I moved to Hollywood, you know, to pursue my career, and I was fortunate enough to achieve it. So that was the first landmark, and it was directed by a friend of mine. He was able to hire several friends of mine that I, you know, had been, I'd known for years. So that was that was really, really a great experience. Fast forward uh, many years, and then I did a movie called Hatchet 2, directed by Adam Green, starring Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, Daniel Harris, uh, Mr. Tom Holland, and that cast was fantastic, and it was just so much fun. You can, you know, um, I, I would go to the, to the uh, soundstage on my days off sometimes, and you can, that's a sign when you're having a good time on a movie. If the a- actors go to, go to the, go, go, go in on their day off, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah, things are you, going don't, well. you don't hear a lot of crew guys doing that, you know, no. but you know, I get it. If, yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if you're having a good time, you show up. I don't know. I've worked with a couple of crew guys that did that just showed up because it was a blast. But that was also yeah, but, because half the crew was oh, I'm drunk. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to anybody up. off. But, uh, oh, sorry. So, th- so that was the next one. And then uh, another recent one was uh, Smothered, written and directed by John Schneider, a.k.a. Bo Duke. And it was, oh. it was, another, it was another one of these kind of, uh, you know, heavyweight, heavyweights of horror. The aforementioned Kane Hodder was in it. Myself, Bill Mosley, uh, oh, geez, a bunch of people. And, we, and we, we shot it on location in Louisiana, and we just had a blast. Oh, uh, Don Shanks, uh, uh, well-known as Michael Myers, number five. And we just had a blast. Malcolm Denar was in it as well. Moochie from Christine. Uh, with the Christine car was in it. Uh, you know, and we just had a blast. And those are the kind of movies uh, that the ones that I have fun. I, you know, well, I gotta wait. I gotta just tell the truth. I have fun on, anytime I'm on a set. Anytime I'm working, I'm having fun. But, but <laughs> some of them stick out particularly, and those three are some of the best I did. Now, uh, you were in you were in Death House. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about that? Well, it. Death House was conceived by Gunnar Hansen, the original Leatherface. And uh, sadly, before the movie was made, Gunnar uh, died and wasn't able to see his idea come to fruition. But, it, you know, based on his, his association, his creation of the, uh, of the project... That is a who's who. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you who all's in it. Look, go to the IMDb, and it's just about everybody that's working in horror today, uh, you know, is in that movie. So uh, it was, you know, it, it was an honor to be involved in that project. Well, that was the one everyone's kind of writing in about that and Leatherface specifically. And Death House um, kind of is... Exactly as you said, it's a it's a who's who in horror. Now I'm going to ask. We've got a lot of fan questions coming in. One of the fa- one of the biggest fan questions um, that I that I keep getting is, Have you ever scared yourself? Have you ever been scared on these sets? <laughs> I don't know. I always get scared no. when I'm trying to cash a check, but that's a whole other <laughs> that's a different. No, thing. no, I've never. No. I can't. But, I can't stop laughing. No, I've never scared myself. What about with the ghost hunting thing? Did that scare you? Because that would do it for me. No, um, you know the first the first outing I ever did with Hollywood Ghost Hunters. We went to a place called the Omen House in Hollywood. It is allegedly where the uh, the the displaced spirits of Sharon Tate and. Uh, um, all the rest. Uh, I forget everybody. Mm. Uh, Abigail, what's her name? Folger and 
Voitech. Yeah, the people that were killed anyway. by uh, uh, the uh, Charlie Manson crew, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know that was my first uh, my first outing uh, ghost hunting, right? And we were in the master bedroom, and the owner of the house, David Oman was giving us a little tour and he was telling us some of his experiences and somebody in the group said, aren't you afraid of you know, all these ghosts? And he, uh, David Oman said the most profound thing ever. You, why would I be afraid of ghosts? You have more to fear from the living. Oh, that's a very good point. Mm. I like that. Yeah, that's very true. You know? And so, yeah, no, uh, I've never, never really, uh, you know, had anything bad happen to me. Uh, but I will t can I tell you an anecdote of something that did happen? Oh, please. Mm. Uh, I was, uh, there's a place in West Virginia called Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. That is its real name. And it was a, it was an operational asylum till uh, I think like 1997 or something like that. Anyway, it's, it's a huge collection of buildings, uh, the 11 buildings on 300 acres, it's the second biggest group of buildings in the world after the Kremlin, believe it or not. And they decided to turn one of the buildings into a haunted, a walk-through haunted attraction, and they booked me as, for an appearance. And part of my engagement there uh, was to go on a, uh, on a ghost hunt, you know, and... The way they did it, the place is so big, and there were, you know, so many people that wanted to do this that they broke them up into groups. So it was impossible for me to go with all the different groups. So they stationed me in one spot, and the spot they picked was uh, in the oldest building on the property, which happened to be the morgue. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. So I now it gets it, it gets worse or better depending on your point of view. <laughs> I, I forgot I was supposed to go ghost hunting that night. I didn't bring a flashlight. I didn't bring anything, okay? So I was sitting, <laughs> and, and the idea was I would stay, you know, in the morgue by myself as the different groups uh, worked their way through the, you know, the buildings and things like that. So I'm sitting in the dark uh, on a folding metal chair. I'm cold. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so your uh, average independent film set, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, pretty much. Um, and I swear, this is, I'm not even making this up. I heard this is what I heard. Ooh, 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 just I mean, it was just like, uh, you know, a ghost movie trope. It, it was mm -hmm. that kind of howling, and I got to tell you something. For a brief moment of time, I got a little, uh, a little excited. <laughs> you know, little worried. Uh, but but uh, I had just you know I had just been uh, invited to be part of Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and our motto is: if you run, you're done. Okay. Oh. So I knew I knew I, if I wanted to remain a member of Hollywood Ghost Hunters, I was going to have to stay in that room and take whatever happened to me. You know, uh, so I eventually figured out uh, it was the acoustic. It was, it was the acoustics of people walking and talking through the place, and as they got closer. I could start to make out voices and things like that, you know. But that could not have been I have fun. To, I will have to say this: uh, had I gone in, you know, I knew there were people in the building. Uh, had I got in that building by myself and heard that noise and not known that there were people running around, I'm not sure what I would have done. Uh, but <laughs> it was, I mean, I swear to God, it was just like in the movies. So, Probably anyway. wouldn't still be with the but, Hollywood yeah, that, 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 hunters. That was the closest to uh, panic, I guess you might say, that I've ever experienced. I like that. Well, we have a question from Ryan Hurst. Uh, he just wrote in on Twitter. He's one of the stars of Sons of Anarchy. So when we yeah. get back, we'll get to his question. We are going to go to break. Guys, when we come back, we'll be right back with R.A. Mihailov. 
We'll be right back with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen, and of course, myself, Summer Helene. We're going to break. We'll be right back after this. I'd like to point out, I did not have to put any money in the swear jar during this oh, segment. Oh, shit. Okay, now I have to. Thanks, Paul. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and of course, our special guest today, um, Leatherface himself, one of the most intimidating people you will ever meet, and one of the nicest, R.A. Mihailov. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hey, hi, hi. We were having a giggle during the break. Uh, R.A. and Paul actually know each other from way back, but Paul Uh seems to know everyone, or at least everyone knows Paul. I don't know how that happens, but it's very rare that I I really wish I could monetize that in some sort of way. But There are ways to monetize that, Paul. I keep telling you that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a write-in question. Um, from Ryan Hurst from Sons of Anarchy. He's he's one of our ongoing listeners, really nice guy. Um, he wants to know, if you could design a horror character, who would it be? What would your perfect character in horror be? Well, that is an absolutely perfect question from Ryan Hurst because I, have, uh, I am determined before I get too old, too fat, or flat out die, I want to make. I want to. I want to do a movie uh, where a member of an outlaw motorcycle club is murdered and comes back for revenge. I should actually hook you up with Ryan for that movie. Um, <laughs> that that would be a good film. That's something. That's we need, that's something we, we, we need to talk about. We yes, uh, you know that's something that we maybe should explore. I absolutely agree. That's a very good premise. Um, let's not say any more about that on air because a lot of people in entertainment actually do listen to this show. A lot of the people I work with and I, they steal a lot of my ideas. I mean, they send me a muffin basket and a check and say, thank you, but you have a really good idea. So let's not go further into that, but I think that's a very, very good idea. Um, Are you, so that, one, uh, can I ask you this on the air? Are you in sure. contact with Ryan? Yeah, on and off. And you, uh, you have my permission to give him my contact information and ask him to call me if he wants to. I absolutely will. And I'm sure he'll write since he's listening in. So <laughs> I think we're good there. Um, our next qu- okay, our next write-in is from a gentleman named Carl. He's asked that we don't say his name on air. Uh, you gave him nightmares as a child. He grew up to you, and now he makes horror films 
just because of watching you, your performances. He thinks you were the best of the Leatherface um, and probably the most terrifying. What? How did you make the character your own? Because your Leatherface was different than everyone else's. And that's a very excellent question, and uh, that man has good taste, I must, I must I say. I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I had, you know, being a horror fan, of course, I had watched uh, the original Leatherface. I had watched, uh, um, uh, you know, Texas Chainsaw 2, all, both in the, when they were during their theatrical release. Uh so I was very familiar with the character, you know, very familiar with the storyline. But how I made it my own is uh, the fact that I i don't want to sound cocky about this, but I wasn't intimidated uh, in any way by the prior performances, you know. Uh, I felt that I was just, basically, I was just stepping in to the legacy, if you if you understand what I'm getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I didn't try to imitate Gunner. I didn't try to imitate Bill Johnson. Uh, I'm a strong believer. If if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. You know. So uh, David J. Scow wrote an excellent script. He put things in it that uh, you know. If, if if we if I performed the role the way David wrote it, uh, you know, it was it was going to be different uh, and. Uh, you know, I tried to do that, and then director Jeff Burr, you know, uh, he he guided my performance, and the you know, uh, uh, it just you know, I mean, I, I I didn't think I didn't you know when I was shooting the movie, uh, when I was in the wardrobe and things like that, even during the whole movie process, I got to tell you the truth, I didn't even think about the other guys. I just went out and you know, this is what it was we. We were supposed to do this is what the, the, the script called for this is what we did and uh, you know every individual is different so there's a you know whatever you bring to it personally physically psychologically uh, you know it, it, it's going to inform the performance I, I couldn't I couldn't imitate Gunner and I couldn't imitate Bill Johnson uh, even if I wanted to you know I like that. That's a good answer. We have about five minutes to close, so I will plug you guys in one minute. Um, but one of the questions we have is from A-Rod of Voice America. He's the guy in charge of the show. He wrote this in and wanted this answer. This isn't from Twitter. This is from Voice America, from the guy controlling us right now. Um, his question is, what, uh, what was the mask made of, and was it hard to breathe? Another excellent question. The mask was made out of latex. And it wasn't particularly hard to breathe. The, one of the most limiting things uh, was the peripheral uh, vision. Uh, you know, uh, I was very fortunate. This particular character, unlike, oh, Jason and Freddie and uh, all those other guys, I wasn't glued into prosthetics, you know, from the, you know, from the beginning of the evening till the end of the, you know, the work day. It, it was a mask, you know, it was a mask in the script, in the storyline. So, it actually tied on with leather thongs, so I was able to take it off uh, between, uh, you know, scenes and stuff like that. So it was, in that sense, it was very liberating, very comfortable. But once, uh, I actually, believe it or not, I just uh, a couple months ago, I did uh, my first in-costume photo op ever and put the mask back on after all those years. And, I, you know, it all came crashing back to me. Uh, how limited it is. I mean, seriously, you cannot... The, this particular mask had ear flaps, so it, it kind of diminished your hearing. Uh, like I said, the uh, the peripheral vision was the worst. And here's an interesting thing. The mask was made before I was even cast in the role, and the nose piece of the mask is is molded on the father of an Academy Award-winning makeup artist. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Um, we are at the end of the show. We have about three minutes left. Guys, I know you're all writing in. I promise I will ask R.A. to come back on because we didn't get to half of the questions. Um, R.A., if everyone wants to follow you, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Facebook is uh, the, the place to find me. 
We will put up a link so that you guys can get to him. I do want to do a quick shout out and say thank you to 20, uh, to, uh, 24 hour lip squad for the giveaway of the fabulous 24 hour lipstick for, for to LA's lip squad for the 24 hour lipstick that we're sending to sunny side up. Um, of course, check in, watch the militant moderate with Paul Michael Bolin. You can find it on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Paul, help me out here. Oh, also like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter and of course the YouTube page. And uh, just just before I wanted to uh, on a on a sadder note, Ra, I know uh, you knew this gentleman as well, but this week we lost uh, Chuck McCann. Yeah, uh, I knew passed, Chuck. Did you? You know him too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He he passed away uh, over the weekend. He was eighty three. So uh, prayer, thoughts and prayers yeah, out to all. I, of I, I hadn't seen him in several years, but it was always fun to be around him. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our thoughts and prayers go out there. I know we didn't do Alexis's giveaway, but if you can write in and tell me what you found most interesting about what R.A. said today, I will give you one of Alexis's horrible giveaways. She gives away the weirdest stuff. Um, Thank you guys for listening in. We will put up links so you can follow R.A. Mihailov on Facebook. I will, of course, put up the links for Paul and the Militant Moderate. I know you all like listening in there. Uh, Ari, thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to try and badger you into coming back on because we didn't get to a lot of the questions. Oh, absolutely, um, Summer Helene. We can do that. Can I make a shameless plug, though? Please do. Uh, my manager is Judy Fox at Judy Fox Personal Talent Management. And she, all right. So, guys, Judy Fox, wonderful. And if you're trying to get Ari, I know I have a bunch of friends that have been writing in. That's where you get him. And I will, uh, I'm going to talk to you more about that horror idea. I like that. Excellent. Guys, Excellent. Yeah. thank you and absolutely, so much. I'm, I'm very, very uh, happy to come on the show anytime you want me back. Well, we'll definitely. I'm going to hold you to that. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and our special guest, R.A. Mihailov, Leatherface himself. He's also... Uh, uh, Jesus, he's done everything. But seriously, check out his Facebook. Check out everything is done. We're going to put up some links. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.